Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Primarily because I would never do that to you guys. But also because it is a Wisdom Wednesday presented by DraftKings, America's number one Rated sportsbook app, and don't you forget it. I'm Ross Tucker. Most of you already know that, but if there's anybody new, we love new people. Welcome aboard. I'm a former offensive lineman in the NFL, classic journeyman. I do a podcast every day. It's about 30 minutes where talk about everything going on in the NFL, keep you up to date. I've got some great guests like Wednesdays when I have the great Andrew Brandt, former Packers executive. Now he's an agent and a professor and a writer and a triathlon superstar in the senior group. He's a lot, he's a lot of things at this point. He's the man, longtime friend. I should mention, by the way, we got one of our favorite giveaways every year. Madden codes. Six Madden codes. Who wants a free Madden code? You can either... Sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook app on your phone. Throw the code Ross in there and screenshot that bad boy. Or take advantage of some of our other sponsors that you hear about or see on the sponsor page over at RossTucker.com. Either way, you are automatically entered. Actually, I take that back. You're not automatically entered. You have to send me the email, Ross at RossTucker.com, so I know that you did it because I picked somebody out of the emails that I get. So make sure you send it to me, ross at rosstucker.com. Spread the word winner. Those are the guys and gals that are already automatically entered because I'm just looking. I'm looking at Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and even YouTube subscribers at Ross Tucker NFL across the board at Ross Tucker pod. He is at Andrew Brandt and he is today's big show. The big show. Andrew, a lot of business happening, man. A lot of business happening. It's that time of year. I mean, all over the place. Trades and guys getting cut and restructures and extensions. It's kind of interesting. Correct me if I'm wrong, Andrew. Is Green Bay an organization that if it doesn't get done by week one, you guys cut things off and say, well, wait till after the year? Or do you guys not have that? Did you guys not have that hard and fast rule? Yeah, we were not one of those teams. I always got involved in negotiations later in the year. 
whether players wanted to or not, you know, I would try to. You try to use the start of the season as some kind of flashpoint to get deals done, as you see happening around the league. But it wasn't a hard and fast rule for me in Green Bay, as I know it is for some teams. But, yeah, a lot of deals getting done, trades. This is where you do the final push on the business of sports before you turn it over to the coaches and players, what, what happens in September. So let's start with Joe Mixon. Four years, $48 million, the Bengals running back. And it's funny, right after Adam Schefter, whoever tweeted that Mixon had signed, both on Twitter and Instagram, Andrew, at Ross Tucker NFL, I said, how much do you want to bet those migraine headaches go away now? And, of course, he was already back on the practice field that very day. So this to me, Andrew, and correct me if you think I'm wrong, this is now the template. Because of the new CBA and the automatic fines if you hold out, to me this is the new template where you show up and then maybe midway through camp you get a a tight hammy or your back hurts or you get a migraine until you don't have a migraine anymore because they gave you the money that you wanted. I mean, it's pretty clear, I think, Andrew, that that's what Joe Mixon did. Do you look at this as a sea change? Well, I think we talked about the hold-ins versus hold-outs. I've said for years or a couple of years now that the hold-ins scare me more than the hold-outs because the hold-outs, you have a lot of CBA penalties. They lose out on their contract. They lose out on accrued seasons towards free agency. Never helps them. But hold-ins, like Jalen Ramsey, kind of maybe started this last year. They're actually before that even – Yeah, that scares you because I always talk about the word infect. You infect teammates with a bad attitude towards the team. I don't know if that was happening with Mixon, but another trend seems to be, Ross, that this running back contract desert, really a desert that's been, you know, except for Le'Veon Bell, it really just hasn't been a good running back contract in forever. Uh, Now seems to be breaking a little bit. Now we have Derrick Henry. We have Mixon. Uh, we'll see what happens. We got a couple of these still going, right? We got Kamara and we got Dalvin Cook. You know, we'll see if the Mixon deal jet set, uh, jet, jet, what's the word? Uh, jump starts uh, renegotiations on Cook or Kamara because we have a template now. Four years, 48 sounds like a good deal. 12 a year. We'll see what the details are, but. Uh, Listen, if you pick one team that's notoriously the stingiest with contracts, it's that team. And a running back deal that's one of the top in the league in terms of average way it looks. So that's a big deal for Cincinnati. Yeah, you mentioned Alvin Kamara. You know, we got to talk about that from two standpoints, Andrew. Number one, he's been away from the team for four or five days, and it's an unexcused absence and it's believed to be contract-related. So he's not sort of feigning injury. He's staying away from the team. And I wonder, you know, forget even Kamara, but any of these guys, you know, is there recourse for the team? How do you say that Joe Mixon's lying about his migraines? Or, for example, Alvin Kamara, nothing's wrong with his hamstring. I mean, it becomes a much tougher argument, I think, for the teams. Yeah, these are things you're bringing up that people don't know, and every team deals with it at some level. You know, no one, I've always said this, there's no kumbaya 
on 53 or 60 or 70 players in a locker room every year, every week, every day. There's always issues. And then the contract issues are now taking a turn where you try to express some uh, disobedience to get a reaction from the front office. I don't know what else, what to say, Ross, in terms of how I handle it, other than how important it is for agent relations here. I say this all the time. People say, oh, agents, they're sleazy, whatever. You know, the teams have to have good relations with the agents, almost to the point where they have to know that, you know, if they're drafting a player that may be a problem down the road, they get along with the agent, you know? So the first call is always the agent, whatever, Kamara, whoever, what's going on? How can we deal with it? How can we get on the same page? What's your end game here? And, you know, we'll see. Uh, these things tend to have compromises, not even like Joe Mixon, where you don't tear up the contract, but you don't do nothing. And the compromise I've talked to you about before is maybe some increase in salary, increase in guarantees, some workout bonuses, some incentive clauses. Those are usually ways to bridge the gap. You know, I feel like with Mixon doing this, I don't know how Cook or Kamara play a game this year until they get that. Now, the question is, are they okay with $12 million a year and that structure, or do they think they should get what McCaffrey got? I think if they are okay with $12 million, then maybe they'll end up getting those similar kind of deals. I don't think they're going to get what McCaffrey did. Yeah, I have to see the numbers. I mean, as I remember, Derrick Henry was four years 50 and 25 over two, which is the real deal. 25 over two. So if Mixon's 24 over two, that's a good deal, you know, and that's a deal that those guys will probably will slot into. But if this is a backloaded deal and it's 20 over two, you know, we'll see, but you're right. And here's the deal that I just, uh, that I tweeted out yesterday about this, where, you know, these young running backs get it, like go get it because if you wait, you know the phrase we're going to hear. We heard about Derrick Henry before he got his deal. Tread on the tire. The only position in football you hear about that. Tread on the tire. So say these guys don't do a deal, get whatever, 300 carries this year. Then we're hearing about tread on the tire for next year. So uh, absolutely, you know, they should get that second deal right now. So – Let's get into another thing. I don't know that I ever remember seeing, Andrew. And these are just reports so far. But there are reports that Jason Peters of the mm -hmm. Philadelphia Eagles, the team wants to move him back out to left tackle after the Andre Dillard injury. Reportedly, Peters has said to them, I'm not moving back out to left tackle unless I get more money. I can't – I'm not sure I ever remember a guy who was under contract who said he wouldn't play another position unless he got more money. Yeah, some personal uh, insight here, Ross. 2009, I left the Packers. I didn't want to get back to a team, but Joe Banner and Andy Reid needed some help with contracts. <laughs> I moved to Philly. They brought me in. And lo and behold, I'm doing Jason Peters' contract, the biggest contract ever for an offensive lineman uh, when we traded for him, when we, when I was helping the Eagles. Now, 11 years later, he hits the market. And here's the deal. I understand from his agent's point of view, he's signed to be whatever, a backup guard. And now he's a starting left tackle. 
And I get it. But here's what the Eagles know, that he was out there for, what, three months, Ross, and not an offer. And to play left tackle, right tackle, left guard, right guard, not an offer. So he could have made left tackle money somewhere if he was, you know, good enough from the marketplace to make it. Now he's back to the place he's always been trying to get that left tackle money. I say that this is something Eagles have to handle with tact and professionalism. But I think the most likely result is no change. And maybe there is some upgrade in terms of incentives or guarantees, all the things I talked about. But I think the Eagles are going to hold their ground here because life is about options. You know, what's the option? He's going to go back on the free agent market where no one was interested. So that's a tough one for Jason. Meanwhile, speaking of left tackles, the Vikings asked Riley Reef to take a pay cut. Evidently, his agent, Neil Cornrich, called around. Tried to see if he could facilitate a trade. Nobody wanted to do it. So I haven't seen the terms. He evidently had an emotional goodbye, told his teammates are going to be cut. And yet he agreed to a restructured contract. You know, I'm curious how often you did that during training him. It's one thing to try to give a guy an extension and try to get a guy signed long term. It's another thing to tell a guy, hey, during training camp, while he's out there, we need you to take less. Yeah, I wonder how much this is related to Nguke coming there in terms of needing the money, but you're right. Uh, my experience is if you're going to ask a player for a pay cut, you better be prepared to cut him. And it seems like some of that was going on in Minnesota. But instead of cutting him, he comes back, I guess, with his hat between his, with his, <laughs> with his hat behind his back saying, I need it. You know, I'll take it. And Neil Cornrich is a longtime agent. Way back in the day, I recruited against him in the 90s. So uh, he knows what he's doing. And, you know, he basically probably looked around the marketplace, says, here's what we can get. And maybe came to the Vikings, said, here's what I can get. Can you do this? And they did. So restructured is a nice euphemism here for reduced. Uh, but he stays. And I guess all those goodbyes <laughs> are premature. You mentioned Yannick Ngakwe, the newest Minnesota Viking. What a couple of days for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. I mean, Andrew, they trade Ngakwe to the Vikings for a two and a five that can move up. Ngakwe voluntarily agrees to go to Minnesota for $12 million when he was going to make $17.8 million in Jacksonville this year under the franchise tag. Andrew? I've never seen it before. I can't believe it. Everyone in life can make their own decisions. But who is his agent? What is he thinking? This is, I cannot believe a guy is actually doing this. He's changed agents and he's just doing everything he possibly can to get out of there. And you're right. Take how many million less did you say? Is it three? Is it four? 5.8. 17.8 to 12. Almost 6 million less. I don't know if there are incentives in there to get it back, but that's a lot of money. Uh, and people talk about, well, these guys make so much money. This is money that's going to count in his future. So, yeah, I mean, and they couldn't get a number one when all these players are being traded for two number ones this offseason. 
uh, it just shows you the the value of getting out of Jacksonville to him. And then a day later, they cut Fournette. They just cut off what twenty uh, two million off their payroll this year. Uh, and there's a team. That's a team that's always bringing over cap room from year to year that goes unused. I, I don't know what's going on down there. <laughs> I mean. You know, it seems like a rebuild. I don't believe in the whole idea of tanking for a certain player uh, in the NFL. It's not like the NBA where there's only five players on the court and they can make dramatic differences. You know, I just don't see it. I don't know what's going on. But you know what happens, Ross, when the Twitter world and pundits like us bury a team, they end up doing okay. They end up surprising us all. So maybe they know more than we do. Fournette release is interesting. They think that he uh, voided his guarantees with some suspensions he had. That'll be a grievance. Meanwhile, the NFL is reportedly taking over the investigation with the Washington Football Club. You had uh, Jason Wright, the new team president of the Washington football team, on the Business of Sports podcast last week the best business of sports podcast out there. And yes, there are others. Don't make fun of me. There are a lot of business sports. Andrew's got the best name, business of sports podcast. What are your thoughts on the NFL taking over that investigation? Yeah, I encourage people, I'm shameless plug, but listen to Jason because he does address it uh, on my podcast. He addresses the, the allegations, the toxic workplace in the past. And there was a previous podcast with Liz Clark, who of course did all the reporting on the sexual harassment and the treatment of young women at the Redskins facility, now the Washington Football Club. It seems like Snyder, the owner, was in on this and talked to the commissioner like, yes, you guys can be involved or should be involved or please get involved. But as I read it, Ross, Beth Wilkinson, uh, the uh, well-reputed lawyer from Washington, D.C., who was hired by Dan Dan Snyder, is still leading the case, the investigation, albeit with the NFL now part of her reporting. Uh, So there is a little bit like, okay, it's still the person hired by the team, but we'll see what happens. So there's a lot of damage control. And uh, it's funny that all that stuff broke on the day that I interviewed Jason. He was kind enough to send out a tweet that it was a nice moment and a tough day for us to sit down and chat. But uh, yes, that is a team undergoing massive change. And I encourage everyone to listen to Jason Wright talk about that. Always listen to the Business of Sports podcast because it is excellent. It's part of the Ross Tucker podcast network. It's one of the ones we love. We know a lot of you guys do as well because we love Andrew. At Andrew Brandt. Andrew, great stuff as always. Really appreciate it. Always a pleasure, Ross. You know what else I'm appreciating these days? Grammarly. Do you guys even know what Grammarly is? If you don't, you will now. I mentioned on yesterday's show, my article, my column I wrote for The Athletic, very thankful for Grammarly Premium. So my issue, Grammarly Premium helps you with your writing. Whatever it is, you want to learn how to change the tone of your writing. You want help with being more concise. You want help with being more persuasive. They help. My big thing is is concise. My big thing is brevity. I tend to get a little bit wordy. So they've got clarity suggestions. They've got vocabulary suggestions. For me, it makes the sentences clear, concise, and crisp. 
And I wonder if the editor at The Athletic has noticed it yet because it's been helpful for me. You can get 20% off Grammarly Premium when you sign up at Grammarly.com slash Tucker. That's 20% off Grammarly Premium at Grammarly.com slash Tucker. G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash Tucker. So grammar with the Lee at the end. Grammarly.com slash Tucker. Tucks takes. Good morning, Ross. Well, some Jets linebacker news. We'll start off with that. Patrick Owasso out at least four to five weeks with an injury. Avery Williamson restructured his contract as well. It's interesting. I wonder if those were like related. Like I almost wonder if the Jets were going to cut Avery Williamson because to save money because they have a Wasu, but then a Wasu got hurt and they're like, oh no, we need Williamson. Let's see if we'll take a pay cut to stay. I don't know that. I, that is rampant speculation by me, and I will admit that fully. But just something that came across my mind when I saw that. Tucks takes. Chicago Bears head coach Matt Nagy said that he is going to name a starting quarterback by Wednesday of next week. So, you know, this is kind of a piggyback off of when we had talked earlier about Nagy saying he wouldn't he wouldn't name a starter until the game, you know, until the first game against Detroit. What he's basically saying now is he'll name it next week. What he wants to do is he wants the Detroit Lions defensive coaches, their coordinator, Corey Undlin, who came over from Philadelphia. He wants them to have to prepare for both because Foles is not as athletic as Trubisky. So when you're putting in the game plan, you really have to account for both. They're different players. Now, he doesn't really need to say who it is until Wednesday, right? I mean, but by Wednesday, you want to get that guy all the reps Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of practice. And so it would get out. You know what I mean? Like some guy would tell their agent and then their agent would tell the media and it would leak out. So it would get out anyway. So I think Nagy's playing it exactly right. Name it on Wednesday. Takes. A couple of things you and Andrew already discussed, but let's get your thoughts. Joe Mixon signed his four-year extension with the Bengals, and Riley Reef restructured his deal to stay in Minnesota. So, I'm all, you, I mean, I've been consistent on this for years. I am always happy for any player that's performed at a high level and gets life-altering money like Joe Mixon just did. Very, very happy for him. That said, I think we could have a reasonable debate as to the ethics of feigning injury to kind of have a hold in, as Andrew and I talked about. Question, Brian, do you have an issue with it? Like, how would you feel? uh, How do you feel about guys saying, I have a migraine headache when they really just want to get a contract? Uh, I mean, as you you always say, hey, if you can go ahead and if you've got the power and it's going to work, then for the player, your 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 lifespan as a player is very short. Get it while you can. So it it would not be easy for me to do. It's just hard. It, you know, being dishonest does not come naturally for me. Right. Nor should it. it. It would be hard for me to do. 
But knowing what I know now, knowing what the business is like, I think I could do it. I mean, knowing Joe Mixon, whether or not he gets that, I mean, that's the difference between changing his whole life and not. And so, and the team will use whatever leverage that, believe me, the team will use whatever leverage they have to do what's best for them. So you use whatever leverage you have to do what's best for you. Because guess what? Look what the Vikings are doing. Hey, Riley, Riley Reef, we know you've played well. We still want you to be our left tackle, but you got to take less right now or we're cutting you. I mean, that works both ways. That works both ways. So I'm glad both those guys were in the same tux take. Oh, one more thing I wanted to mention, Bri. 10 positive COVID cases over the last week, four of which were players. So if you remember the week before, they had zero. So hopefully they they lock things up. Lock it up. Lock it up. What movie? No, you lock it up. What movie, Bri? I don't know. I should know, right? Uh, okay, it would be Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. Lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. No, you lock oh, it's gotta it up. Be, uh, wedding singers? Wedding, not wedding singers. Wedding crashers. <laughs> I'm getting both mixed Wedding up. singers. Oh, my I'm thinking God. the wedding singer or wedding crashers. It's, gotta, it's wedding crashers, 2005. It is wedding crashers. Yeah. Yes. Um, anyway, NFL needs to lock it up. Lock it up so that you don't get any more positives over the next couple weeks. Speaking of locking it up, I don't know if I've ever seen this before. At DraftKings right now, I told you about the last couple of days, you can lock up a winning bet right now. They got to have a maximum. They're giving you the Chiefs plus 101 against Houston next week. Plus 101 points. I mean, there's got to be a limit. But whatever the limit is, bet it. It's a free win. I mean, it's a free win. Whatever you bet. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, throw in the code Ross to get the deposit bonus. And then go ahead and get the the no brainer bet. And then even if you're not, if it's not legal in your state, they've got the free survivor pool. This is what I love about DraftKings. They know it's not legal in a lot of states yet, so they give you the free survivor pool where you don't have to put any money down, but you can still win your share up to one hundred million dollars in giveaways. Awesome, absolutely awesome. Download the top rated DraftKings sportsbook app now, not later, now. And use promo code Ross to take advantage of this no-brainer of an offer. That's promo code Ross to get in on all of the action. For a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match. Each up to 500 bucks. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply, so see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Let's get you an email, Bright. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to Ask Ross. This is Ross at RossTucker.com. There's really almost nothing I like more than your email questions. Love them. What do you got, Bri? Dear Ross, as a patron, I have to say you continue to rock. I really like your conversation with Dr. Chow a few weeks ago. I also make sure I catch Greg Cosell's Cosell's concepts, even when I'm traveling. My question for you, 
as an O-lineman, what was the hardest technique to pick up? For me, it was everything except pass blocking. For some reason, I could bob, weave, punch, and dive with most D3 linemen and backers. So those effing safeties, though, were a problem. Lots of laughs in the film room there. That is from our patron, Thomas Wilcox. Thank you, Thomas. Unfortunately, Thomas, it was pass protection. I had really short arms, which hurt me. And I didn't have great balance. Not as good a balance as I needed to. And I never quite got my hands. I was not a puncher. I was a grabber. Never quite got my hands where I needed them to be or wanted to be. So for me, it was clearly, I mean clearly, pass protection. Good question. Love the emails. Take advantage of any of our sponsors. Send them to me. We love answering and responding to your questions. Shout outs to Pizza Boy Brewing, DynastyFreaks.com. We got the GC, Greg Cosell, tomorrow with his one week out Texans Chiefs preview extraordinaire. I cannot wait. It'll be awesome. I cannot wet either. I cannot wet for that game. I am, I am wet. Uh oh, that sounds bad. Anyway, I'm done. We're done here. Getting out of here, Bry. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.